This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there are no disqualifications and falls count anywhere. I'm your host, Priest, and we are continuing on with our Women in Wrestling series. Today, we're going to actually talk about two more of the new generation wrestlers who, in my opinion, are not only awesome, but they make it look so good when they do it. They have style, they have charisma, and they're always just entertaining to watch. So let's just cut straight to the chase here as we talk about two of the great divas of this time right now. This first one I want to talk about really deserves to be mentioned right about now because think about it. We've talked about Natalia and we've talked about Paige. And I said something about those two that made them in common and this person is no exception. She was born in this business from day one. It's been in her blood. We're talking about the daughter of the nature boy. Woo! Charlotte. Now, Charlotte, before she became a wrestler, as we all know and love, she was actually a certified personal trainer and also did have a graduate bachelor degree in public relations as of 2008. But just like her daddy, the ring called to her and here she came. On 2012... She actually signed up to be with NXT, and her first match was up against Bailey. Later on that year, she formed up a team with Bailey to go against Oksana and Alicia Fox, and it looks like after a while, they end up going against Santana Garrett, which Charlotte did win, and during that match, the BFFs, Beautiful Fierce Females, which is Summer Rae and Sasha Banks, to offer Bailey a slot in their little team of BFFs, which really did annoy Charlotte a lot. Then down the road, Charlotte ended up attacking Bailey to join the BFFs and establishing her heel turn in the process. During February of 2014, Charlotte even interrupted a interview to Paige from Renee Young to declare herself as the next challenger for the NXT women's title. When Summer Rae moved on to the WWE main roster, Charlotte and Sasha Banks went on to feud against Bayley, who also formed an alliance with Natalya. And Charlotte was defeated by Natalya via disqualification after Sasha Banks interfered on the March 27th episode of NXT. April 24th, though, Charlotte and Sasha defeated Emma and Paige, with Charlotte actually pinning Paige. So, great little stamp of approval there, which may help her get towards the title, you think? Well, not quite. You see, next thing you know, the NXT Women's Championship became vacated as Paige moved up to the main roster and was stripped of the title. So, we have ourselves a tournament. Well, the first round, Charlotte went up against Emma and she defeated her. Then she went up against Alexa Bliss in the semifinals. And then she went after my girl Natalia in the final at NXT TakeOver. The daughter of the jet-flying, limousine-riding son of a gun 
actually won the title for the first time during that tournament. And then after about a four-month absence from NXT, Summer Rae returned around June 6th to distract Bayley and allow Charlotte to defeat her, which kind of gave the BFFs a chance to reunite and also attack Bayley. But then Emma came to the rescue as well as Paige. This ended up leading to a six-women tag team match on June 12th, where the BFFs went up against Paige, Bailey, and Emma, and Bailey actually penned Charlotte. On July 3rd, Charlotte got a measure of retribution over Bailey in a tag team match, and Bakes defeated Bailey and Becky Lynch with Charlotte, and so that kind of helped out with. Charlotte and Banks getting a big turn in a victory, but then Charlotte turned on Banks and attacked Bailey, which caused Banks to officially disband the BFFs during a backstage segment. So, really, Charlotte did not show she could be trusted on any side, it seems like. She is the daughter of the dirtiest player in the game, you know. Then we had July 24th, which was another episode of NXT where Charlotte defended her title against Summer Rae and then went on to take on Bayley at the NXT TakeOver Fatal 4-Way, thus still retaining her championship. After that match, she had stopped Banks from attacking Bayley, and it seems that after defeating Bayley in a rematch on October 2nd, she kind of raised Bailey's arm, and then they shared a hug and shook hands, so there was a lot of respect that was finally formed, it seems. This led to a new team of Charlotte and Bailey going up against Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch for several weeks. Now, also around this time, there was a December 8th episode of Raw, where Charlotte lost to Natalia in a non-title match, and Charlotte also turned around and retained her championship against Sasha Banks at NXT TakeOver Revolution. Of course, Banks had several rematches, and, well, Charlotte won those as well. But then we had NXT TakeOver Rival, where Charlotte lost her championship to Sasha Banks in a fatal four-way match that also involved Bayley and Becky Lynch, which, by this time, Charlotte's reign was approximately, I think it was like almost 260 days, just shy, if I, my math is right. Being a former champion, Charlotte did have a rematch clause, and on March 4th of NXT's episode, she did try to get the title back from Sasha, but fell short on that. And then we had NXT TakeOver Unstoppable on May 20th, where Charlotte teamed up with Bayley to defeat Emma and Dana Brooke. She would defeat Emma and Dana Brooke again on July 8th's episode of NXT while teaming up with her former rival, Sasha Banks. And the great part was, after the match, Charlotte turned around and challenged Sasha for the Women's Championship, and Sasha agreed. By the end of the match, though, Sasha Banks did retain her title, but the two shared a hug and Sasha Banks raised Charlotte's hand as a sign of respect. Charlotte's official debut, though, in the main roster of WWE was on July 13th of 2015 when Stephanie McMahon called for the Divas Revolution. Charlotte ended up teaming alongside with Becky Lynch and Paige to form originally what was called the Submission Sorority, but then turned around and became named just Team PCB after the first name initials of each of the team members. Now, during the Divas Revolution, there was a lot of, you know, team matches, team PCB versus team Bella, or 
team bad versus team PCB or whatever. You always tend to have like a three on three, or at least if there was a match that was less than that, the other team members were at ringside. However, in her pay-per-view debut on July 19th, Charlotte was in a match against Sasha Banks and Brie Bella in a triple threat match while all the other team members were at ringside. So it was pretty much, I don't want to say a singles match, but one of the closest things you could get during that time of the big hype at the start of the revolution. Charlotte won that match and then turned around on the following night on Raw and defeated Brie Bella in a singles match. Charlotte was gaining heavy momentum as on August 3rd during the episode of Raw, she even made the WWE Divas Champion Nikki Bella submit in a tag team match. This led to a big match during SummerSlam where the three teams would actually face off each other in a tag, I'm sorry, three team elimination match. It was a tag team match, but it was not like the elimination like you expect from like Survivor Series, which is my personal favorite type of elimination. It was more, hey, this person got pinned or submitted, their whole team is gone. May the best team win. So during that match, Team Bella actually eliminated Team Bad first. And then Becky Lynch turned around and pinned Brie Bella to win the match for Team PCB. So with PCB having that huge win, they ended up being qualified for the first ever Divas Beat the Clock Challenge to whoever had the shortest amount of time in their match would become the number one contender for the Divas Championship. Charlotte ended up becoming that winner of the Beat the Clock Challenge, even though Paige may have possibly won it if it wasn't for Team Bad getting involved without the referee even having a chance to stop it. So here's Charlotte. She is prepped for Night of Champions, where she'll take on Nikki Bella. But instead... It took place the Monday before the pay-per-view on an episode of Raw when Charlotte issued a petition which was granted by the authority, and this was to face Nikki before she would defeat and surpass AJ Lee's all-time record of being the longest-reigning Divas champion. Now, I know what I said about Moolah before, but you got to remember one thing. Back then, that was called the Women's Championship. This is the Divas Championship. So the WWE is notorious for doing that. Slight change in the title name, different title altogether. Now, Charlotte did win the match, but it was by disqualification when Brie and Nikki did their whole twin magic and swapped places, and Charlotte actually pinned Brie, not Nikki, thus not winning the title. However, Stephanie did not appreciate that little stunt and told them that the match would be on Night of Champions. And if the Bellas tried any stunts like that again, even if the referee didn't catch it, it would not only be a disqualification, but the title would be forfeited. Nikki was in hot water. When I watched that episode of Night of Champions, it almost did not look like Charlotte was going to pull it off. I mean, she started out strong, but then her legs started to seem like it was really going to give her problems. Thankfully, Charlotte pulled through and she defeated Nikki to win the Divas Championship for the first time. And during her celebration on the following night on Raw, everything seemed to be going great. Becky was happy. Ric Flair was there celebrating, talking about his daughter and getting teary-eyed. Charlotte was getting teary-eyed. And here comes Paige. Paige then turned around and had her own little promo where she turned on her partners berating and bashing them the divas revolution my girl natty she was bashing on rick flair she just went all out 
And then after that, and after being basically showing her heel side, she tried to become friends again with Lynch and Charlotte, only to then turn around and attack them and maintain her heel status. Eventually, Paige got what she wanted, where she became the number one contender for the Divas Championship. And at Survivor Series, we saw Charlotte go against Paige, and she retained the championship with the figure eight submission hold. However, Paige pointed out something really interesting the following day on Raw, which was that Charlotte's body was partially underneath the bottom rope, which the referee should have broke the hold. Well, the referee didn't see it, so that's why it didn't get called. But the authority granted Paige a rematch on that night during Raw, and the match ended up being a brutal, tough, knockdown, dragout match between the two that resulted in a double countout. I can promise you, these two ladies, it's not over between them. Not by a long shot. Here at the Sleeper Hold Podcast, we strongly believe in helping others. This quarter, the Sleeper Hold Podcast is going pink with Susan G. Komen as we join the Rise Above Cancer campaign. Susan G. Komen is the world's largest nonprofit funder of breast cancer research. Breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer in the world and the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths among women in the United States. There are already more than 3.1 million breast cancer survivors now in the United States, and your contributions will help with the research and work to increase the number of survivors of breast cancer. For more information or to make your donation, visit thesleeperhold.com and click on the Susan G. Komen link. All right, we talked about the daughter of the nature boy. We talked about Charlotte. Had a great time with that, but you know, we still have another person I want to talk about who has a lot of great things going for her in my personal book. First of all, I love her entrance music and her entrance maneuvers and everything else in itself. She gets the energy going. She's very energetic. She's free-spirited. I love her style. I, I never really understood steampunk until recently, and I love her style. It rocks. But she's also, she's an Irish woman. You gotta love the Irish women. And she's a redhead. Gotta love the redheads. She is what they call, and let me see if I can get a good Irish accent here. I've been able to pull it off really well. I know I'm pretty bad. It, it sounds almost Scottish instead. See, I'm not good at accents, so I'm just going to stop right here. She is the last kicker, Becky Lynch. So, Becky Lynch, during her teenage years, she heard that Fergal Devitt and Paul Tracy were actually opening a wrestling school in Ireland. And, was, you know, she liked wrestling. She used to watch with her brother, so she decided to check it out. In June 2002, she ended up training there along with her brother. And she made her wrestling debut about five months later on November 11th using a nickname of Rebecca Knox. She would team up with her brother to do mixed tag team matches, and also she ended up training at the NWA UK Hammerlock, so another great training school. Now, Becky had many, many matches over on the European side. She had some matches against Sky at the Queens of Chaos inaugural show in Toulouse, France, a four-way match for the World's Queens of Chaos Championship against the champion Nikita, as well as Jersey and Sweet Soraya. Hmm, sound familiar? Oh yeah, that's Paige's mom. I mean, the list goes on, but 
She also did have some North American promotions where she actually started out with the Canadian promotion Supergirls Wrestling, which is an all-female offshoot of Extreme Canadian Championship Wrestling, ECCW. On June 24th of 2005, she actually defeated Miss Chavis at an ECCW show to become the inaugural Supergirls champion. Also, October 2005, she appeared at a New England Championship Wrestling event in Massachusetts where she competed in a four-way match and was won by Violet Flame, but still, from what I understand, was a good match. She also uh, participated in the All-Pro Wrestling Third Chick Fight Tournament, which was in California, where she survived up to the second round and then unfortunately lost to Mariko Yoshida. Or Yoshida. And in 2006, she actually began working for the all-female promotion, Shimmer Women Athletes. Huh. Where does that one sound familiar? Oh, yeah, Paige. We talked about that again. And, oh, yeah, that's here, local Illinois area. Again, going to have to check that out. We're talking about two big names already who I'm finding that have done this. And, guys, I'm all about definitely promoting the underdogs. And the ladies don't get enough credit as it is. So I'm definitely going to have to check them out and see if I can get some words from them. She even had a match that lasted 29 minutes. That was a two out of three falls match against Portia Perez, where the promoter even said, and I quote, probably the best women's match ever seen in U.S. soil in years, if not ever. So big time props there. Speaking of Paige, on March 26th of 2011, uh, Becky was actually uh, back at Shimmer as the manager of Soraya and Page, who was then called Brittany Knight. So talk about crossing paths even back then. That's pretty awesome. And then on April 8th, 2013, everything changed as she became signed up to work in NXT. And on her first debut match, which was, I believe, June 26th, 2014, she actually defeated Summer Rae. So a great start and a great debut match. She would then go team up with Bailey to go up against the BFFs, which at that time was Charlotte and Sasha, who was in the tag team. And they spent the next few months on non-title matches against Charlotte, which she did lose three times in a row, which, you know, that stinks, but it is the luck of the draw, unfortunately. And with that, she was actually told something that I don't know if it really shook her up and changed things or not, but she was told to make herself relevant. So what does Becky Lynch do? She aligned herself with Sasha Banks and attacked Bailey, Known as Team Bay, B-A-E, which stood for Best at Everything, the alliance started to disintegrate when Banks cost Lynch a match against Bailey during February of 2015. Then we had the February 11th NXT TakeOver rival that had a Fatal 4 match for the Women's Championship where... Lynch participated, but it was actually won by Sasha Banks, so fortunately Becky Lynch fell short a little bit there. And on April 22nd, Lynch actually won a triple threat match against Charlotte and Bailey to become the number one contender for the title against Sasha Banks. So at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, Becky had her match against Sasha Banks for the title, and unfortunately she did lose. But she also showed up with a new style that stuck with her even to this day. 
looking very steampunky and very energetic with the way she enters and everything else. So I think it fits her perfectly. It gives her that free spirit that she needs. Now, just like Charlotte, when Stephanie McMahon called for the revolution, Becky Lynch was pretty much summoned into the roster, and she teamed up with Charlotte and Paige to form, again, the submission sorority or turned around called Team PCB. And they had, you know, the Bellas and Alicia Fox out Team Bella to worry about, as well as Naomi, Tamina, and uh, Sasha Banks, Team Bad, Beautiful and Dangerous. So there was a great little thing going on there, and I could talk about the Divas Revolution all the time. In fact, I've mentioned it plenty of times. But it was great because her in-ring debut for Becky Lynch, it was July 20th when she teamed up with Paige to go against Sasha and Naomi. Unfortunately, it was a loss, but it was a great match. It showed a lot of potential for what we all know that Becky is going to be capable of, and she still does to this day. Her first singles victory in the WWE main roster was over Brie Bella on the 28th, July 28th episode of Main Event. Got myself a little tongue-tied there, but hey, whatever. They had their match at SummerSlam again, where Becky did pin Brie Bella to win the match for Team PCB, and we had our Beat the Clock Challenge, as mentioned earlier. Now, remember how it says amount after Charlotte won, Paige kind of came unglued the following Monday? Well, one thing that she said to Becky that really kind of, I think, struck a nerve as well as I didn't like, was she called Becky the least relevant member of the team. Now, that's a big low blow because she's pretty relevant. She does pretty awesome work there. And, of course, Lynch did compete in the Fatal 4-Way match to see who's going to be number one contender against Charlotte. And, unfortunately, Paige didn't win it. But Becky pulled off an incredible match, and I seriously thought she was going to win it. We're going to see, you know, best buds go at it like we did with Reigns and Ambrose. But it didn't happen that way, but that's okay because the following week, uh, it looks like Lynch actually went up against Paige and got revenge and defeated her in a singles match. So how's that for least relevant? Sleeper Hole Podcast is proud to be partnered up and broadcasting with 217 Radio, an internet radio station in the central Illinois area. To keep up with our new weekly schedule, our show is aired every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and yours truly also has another show at that same time every Wednesday where I freely speak my mind on some of the news locally and nationally. But you don't only get to listen to me. There's great music and incredible shows from other hosts as well. Soon, I will be super looking forward to the show that talks about the paranormal and does the little investigations. I'm a big paranormal junkie, so that one's going to be awesome once it gets up and going. Wednesdays also has 217 Problems, which is from the same great creator of 217 Problems, which is named and shown on Facebook. Now, Pickett, he's one of the producers of 217 Radio, and he has the Pickett's Movie Show on Saturdays, which is great for those who want to review on what movies to check out. And I'm looking forward to seeing my buddy Jeremy Bailey launch Lincoln's Legends on the Thursday night slot. Now, this is a big time growing show, so let me tell you, many shows are being added as days roll by, and there's many things going on. So, I am very, very sure there's going to be so many great things to check out as new shows are added, and there's something for everybody. So, what are you waiting for? 
just go to 217radio.com. Sit back, relax, and enjoy some great shows and a great variety of music. You know, something doesn't seem right here. Something doesn't seem complete. I've talked about Paige. I've talked about Natalia. I've talked about Bailey and Charlotte and Becky. That's what it is. I've mentioned three of the four horsewomen, and I haven't mentioned the last one. Yeah, that was on purpose, guys. Here's a little something special for you that I hope you guys all enjoy, because there's no way I can mention three of the four horsewomen and not mention the last one of the team. We're talking about the boss, Sasha Banks. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of Sasha Banks. Don't get me wrong. I think she's extremely talented. She's got a lot of great wrestling skills and capabilities, but her personality rubs me the wrong way. I don't like people with that personality. And I, I know it's for the heel purposes, and I get that. And She's doing a great job at it. But all these people who are like, we want Sasha, and they're all about Sasha Banks. I'm sitting here going, why would you want her? Just because I can't stand that personality. Regardless, though, she's earned her spot, and she's an incredible wrestler. And let's not cut any corners here. Let's just talk about how she got to where she is right now. Banks started her career back in 2008 when she started with Chaotic Wrestling, the same place where she ended up being trained. During that time, she went by the nickname Mercedes KV and had a quick team with Nikki Rocks after they had lost a match against Alexis and Danny E. So the two of them kind of joined each other on ringside a lot. And Mercedes, on October 22nd, lost her debut singles match against Danny E. and also on a rematch on November 13th. Kind of a tough start, but it's going to get better. On January 7, 2011, Mercedes KV earned her first victory when she and Rox defeated Alexis and Mistress Belmont in a tag team match. She even took part of a five-woman gauntlet match to determine the inaugural Chaotic Wrestling Women's Championship, and she was un unsuccessful on that. But she still went on to compete in singles matches throughout the remainder of 2011, and on December 2nd, Mercedes KV defeated Alexis in an I Quit match to become the Chaotic Wrestling Women's Champion for the very first time. She made her first successful title defense against Barbie on January 6th and then turned around and faced Luscious Latasha with the title on the line during January 27th. And she still defended the title and was very successful. Her title reign actually led to the point where she was the longest reigning Chaotic Wrestling Women's Champion in history by beating Alexis's previous record of, I believe it was 182 days. Yeah, that's right. Then she went on to defend and successfully retain the championship against Barbie on June 24th and also against Ada Marie on July 20th and on August 17th against Casey Ray. Her final appearance was on August 18th where she did lose to Ivy Fit in a non-title match. And at that same day, the championship was declared vacant as she had now signed a contract with the WWE to move on to 
the big leagues per se. Her title reign ended at a total of 260 days. Now, I feel it wouldn't be fair for me to mention all that without also mentioning the fact that she did debut in New England Championship Wrestling on August 8th, 2010. And also, she did debut on National Wrestling Alliance on November 19th of 2010. So, she did have more than just one promotion she worked with, and she did a great impact on each of them. But it was on August 18th of 2012 where Sasha Banks would find where she now calls home. She signed up with the WWE and began at the NXT arena. Her debut match was on December 12, 2012, up against Paige, where she did lose the match. Her first win, though, was on January 23, 2013, against Alicia Fox. Sasha became part of a storyline where she received letters from a secret admirer who eventually was revealed to be Audrey Marie, who actually ended up attacking Sasha Banks and declared her jealousy over Banks' success. Marie went on to defeat Banks in a match later on during that episode of February 20th, NXT, and the feud with them came to an end on April 3rd, with Banks teaming up with Paige to defeat Marie and Summer Rae. On June 19th, there was the NXT Women's Championship Tournament, to determine the inaugural champion, and Summer Rae actually beat Sasha Banks during the first round. Ouch. Summer Rae kind of pushed Sasha into a certain direction by telling her that she needs to make herself relevant. And during the September 11th episode of NXT, she went off to face against Paige and lost, and Paige tried to console Banks, which Banks then turned around and attacked Paige. Two weeks later, she defeated Bailey, and while being accompanied by Ray, she turned around and told everybody with a promo that she was now going under the alias The Boss. Banks and Ray decided to declare themselves as BFFs, Beautiful Fierce Females, and as we've mentioned before, they first tried to get a hold of Bailey, but that didn't quite work out, and Charlotte attacked Bailey and became part of BFF. Banks and Charlotte then turned around and had a rivalry between Bailey and Natalia, and we've seen that, how that one went. It went for quite a while. Also, one thing that people may not know is that Banks made an appearance at WrestleMania 30 as part of Triple H's entrance theme. And also, let's see here, May was around the time when there was another tournament for the vacant NXT Women's Championship. Sasha, of course, went for it. She defeated Bailey in the first round, but lost to Natalia in the semifinals, which, like we mentioned earlier, there was Natalia and Charlotte. And on July 3rd of NXT's episode, Banks and Charlotte defeated Bailey and Becky Lynch. And after that match, Charlotte left Banks to be attacked by Bailey, with Banks later on disbanding the BFFs in a backstage segment. On August 14th, there was another NXT episode where Banks lost a match to Bailey to determine the number one contender for the Women's Championship. And at NXT Fatal 4-Way, which was the next big show, Banks attacked Bailey after her title match with Charlotte, and Charlotte came in to stop her. Becky turned on Bailey and aligned herself with Banks on the October 23rd episode of NXT after Banks defeated Bailey in a singles match. Banks promptly began feuding with the women's champion Charlotte, and this led to a match at NXT TakeOver Revolution with Charlotte's championship on the line and Banks still lost. 
There was a few other rematches, especially one where it was during WWE's main event, December 30th, 2014, where Banks went after Charlotte, but that was a non-title match. And see here, the next title match that really mattered was January 21st, 2015, where she had another chance against Charlotte. She lost after Becky Lynch in turn around and attacked Charlotte, causing the disqualification, which once again caused the breakup between Banks and Lynch. A lot of breakups between these gals, let me tell you. On February 11th at NXT TakeOver Rival, Banks won the title against Charlotte by pinning her in a Fatal 4 match that involved Lynch and Bailey as well. Her next big title defense was at NXT TakeOver Unstoppable, where she defended and retained the title against Becky Lynch. And then we had NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, where Shasta Banks went up against my gal Bailey and lost her championship title, which ended her reign of 192 days. Still, that's a pretty good reign. After Bailey won, Sasha Banks celebrated with Bailey as well as their former rivals, Becky Lynch and Charlotte. The four of them were known as the four horsewomen. Even though they had so many rivals, they also were very much a big stable of what helped NXT's Divas area. No doubt. But wait, there's more. As mentioned before, General Manager William Regal announced that Bailey would defend her title against Sasha Banks one more time at NXT TakeOver Respect in the first ever 30-minute Iron Man match for the women's title. This was an incredible match. I've mentioned it before, but if you haven't seen it, check it out. The event was on October 7th. Bailey defeated Sasha Banks, scoring a win of three falls of two, winning it at the very last few seconds. It was awesome. Mad props to both ladies. Now, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but once again, we had somebody who showed up with the Divas Revolution, and that is Sasha Banks. She ended up teaming up with Naomi and Tamina to create the team known as Team Bad, Beautiful and Dangerous. I'm noticing a lot of acronyms here. At Sasha's pay-per-view debut on July 19th at Battleground, she competed in a triple threat match against Charlotte and Brie Bella, where Charlotte won. Banks later on went on to defeat Paige by submission on the July 20th episode of Raw, and there was also a tag team match where Sasha Banks teamed up with Naomi for the first time, as well as July 27th episode of Raw in a singles match where she also beat Paige. So... She's actually on a good roll there, too, if you think about it. On the August 17th episode of Raw, she defeated the WWE Divas Champion Nikki Bella by submission in a non-title match. And, of course, during the Beat the Clock Challenge, it was Banks who went up against Paige and, with the help of Team Bad, caused the limited time limit to draw out, making Charlotte be the number one contender instead of Paige. Of course, we still had the feud between Paige and... Banks going back and forth during that time. And then there was the Fatal 4-Way match during the November 2nd episode of Raw, which involved Brie Bella, Paige, and Becky Lynch to see who would be the number one contender, and Paige won that one. One also thing to remember about this with her being part of Team Bad, and she's the ones who laid claim to attacking Natty in the back and framing Paige, which I've seen Natty go up against Naomi, I haven't seen Natty go against Tamina, both times winning. But I'm still waiting for that big old fight between Sasha 
and natty. And I'm not talking just a simple five-minute segment. No, I want a big old fight between these two ladies, and I am dying to see how it turns out. The boss will have to prove herself there when she goes against the Queen of Hearts. All right, kitties. Well, there you have it. The three women that ascended from NXT ranks to the WWE big time. We've now talked about them in our women in wrestling, and I don't know why I'm trying to talk like some type of radio host or something like that you see from the old-timey radios. Is it working? Yeah, I didn't think so. All right, guys. Well, there's our three for this time. We're going to keep this thing rolling. You never know what's going to be right around the corner. Stay tuned. Keep having fun. And if you're around this area like I am, stay warm. It's getting chilly, and it's only going to get colder and probably going to have some good snow coming soon besides that stay warm for december be safe don't do anything i wouldn't do and i will see you next week thank you for listening to the sleeper hold podcast don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhold.com comment on episodes read our blog find information about our quarterly charity and more see you next week